Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. And we're back for The Walking Dead, the season premiere, the final season premiere of The Walking Dead. And we've got a cliffhanger episode. And I am excited to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead, but of course, I'm not alone. For these final 24 episodes, he, ch he got a whole new job. He changed his whole schedule around just so he could join us here for the final run of this Walking Dead adventure. My co-host on this adventure, Joe Dirty Locks. How's it going, Joe? Welcome it back. It goes well. It's good to be back. It is. This is the first time I've been back in a while with the new computer setup. So I apologize if we have any technical difficulties, if there's some audio sync or, or uh, volume issues, feel free to put it in the comment section. But this is the first episode of this 24-episode run of The Walking Dead. And then we're going to have a spin-off series, which we'll talk about a little bit later in association to this episode, with Carol and Daryl. And then we will have two Rick Grimes movies and then an anthology Walking Dead series. So we're not going to get away from it completely, but Walking Dead proper is going to be over in 24 episodes, split up, I believe, into three different sections of groups of episodes. Perhaps it was four. I might be reading it incorrectly. But sp split up, spread out. They they jumped the gun. Originally, the series, uh, this season was supposed to start around October. They decided to push it up because they were so excited to get started in this season. And yeah, this was an episode of The Walking Dead. And, and if you guys have, have never joined us on one of these, you guys can share your thoughts in the live motherfucking chat. We got the Dwarf Burger. We got the Walking David. We got Richie. We got Corey. We got Jason Voorhees. We got Iron Throne. We got Corey Mitchell. We got Atari Dad. KC Atheist. We've got all of our friends popping in and out throughout the evening to talk about this Walking Dead episode and to ride the wave of this final season. I'm excited, Joe. I don't know about oh, you. Yeah. And I will say, I'm going to say right off the bat before we get into I this. I was excited. <laughs> Joe was excited. Okay, we'll get into this in a second. I didn't completely hate the episode, so we might. How? How, Phil? <laughs> what the? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why I didn't completely hate the episode? No. Take, take, take one guess. Because it is it's the, the start of the. It's the start of the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> because. No. Um... No. No. Because. Maggie was left for dead. Yes, I kind of like that moment because it was something that in those moments and episodes, and Kang talked about this in her little thing after the episode where she describes where she did the cool thing and then she had to explain, see, I did the cool thing. And shut up, just do it. And just instead of him doing the typical thing and drag, dragging this on throughout the season and lifting her up and dealing with all this shit, he walked away. And I kind of liked that. I thought that was a cool, slimy little Negan move. And I enjoyed Negan's commentary and the other thing i enjoyed in this episode was the first nine minutes when we didn't have any dialogue and it was just them going on a mission oh that was so <laughs> oh fucking all right i'm right. i'm joe's already regretting joining this adventure here like uh, oh. <laughs> yeah okay so joe what were your what were your thoughts on this episode well like oh so everything that had to do with the alexandria group i thought was just over and over again we've seen that a uh, hundred times them like all right let's go out on this next mission and uh, i i don't even know how to put it it was just very disappointing to see the whole like uh, like 
you're asking for all of them to wake up in the gym. You're asking for all of them to wake up in the tunnel. Like it just, that's why I thought you might yourself in the same situation twice in one episode, Carol, Carol K. What the fuck is wrong with you? Didn't we do like interrogation (laughs) shit at the, at the season finale last, last season? Like whether it was in princess's head or not for all of them, didn't we do that in the train cars? A little bit. Okay. Doing it again. Did you at least, what the fuck? Did you like our Commonwealth start of the Commonwealth arc with princess? No. Princess at least made me laugh a couple times in this episode. Okay. Okay. And how, how, all right, so we're behind this cage. Yep. When they go off on their break on the other side of the cage, we'll ambush them and take their gear from them while they're sleeping together. They uh, did. Okay. The, they did the Star Wars thing. They they did the they did the same trick that. Did uh, I leave the room? Did I leave the room? Did I miss it? <laughs> that they got Princess Leia. Like, uh, it just everything about this episode was just horribly boring. Uh, repeating their same old everything, including like the storyline from the finale last season. So to you, this was more of the same and didn't give you any hope leading into this final none season. None whatsoever. No. Absolutely none whatsoever. So you think this is going to be? I don't see how anybody slug. could get any hope from that. <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> we've seen them. We've seen like they. Okay, what was new about the opening scene? They lowered themselves in from the skylight. Okay, everybody, nobody, not a single one of them missed a shot. Bow and arrows, close range, close. Quarters, oh, we'll get into that. Not a single <laughs> shot. Daryl throwing knives from the room, from the roof. Not a perfect single shot. shot. Missed. Uh, one like unit, Joe. Like Carol even has the extra time. Everybody's all nervous, and, and she's just standing there for like what ten seconds, and then she's like, "Oh, now I'll go run over and get the extra rations." And then look at it wasn't that dire anyway. They still had plenty of time to pull me out. Like, just there was nothing. Ah, just it felt stale. It felt really boring. There was no tension in any of that because you knew that one of two things is going to happen in that situation. Either they're all going to get up and fight their way out, nobody's going to die. I will agree with you there, especially with Daryl and Carol. Any moment that they try to set up even an ounce of tension for either of those two characters' fates, it's just horse shit on a stick. Because we already know that there's... This is why you don't announce prequel series, or excuse me, sequel series, until the series itself is over. Because now you know Carol and Daryl are safe. Unless unless one of them is going to be... Like when, when uh, Bill Murray agreed to be in Ghostbusters 3 if it happened and he wanted to be a ghost. Unless, unless one of them is going to be dead, haunting the other one, which I wouldn't put it past this fucking show... But neither one, both of them are surviving. So why put them in any tense, tense situations? Put a character that is more on the on the fence that we know something bad might happen to. And then is anybody really invested in any of the other characters? Have they spent enough time like with any of the other? Characters? I I am legitimately like I'll, I I'm I'm having a a you know putting putting out there i want to build it up so i'm getting broken down later but i legitimately enjoy jeffrey d morgan's acting in this episode again i think he is one of those saving graces in a pile of shit his one-liners his whole thing about the that that's that's the sound of god telling us to shut the fuck up i enjoy his neganisms now that he's not really full-on negan right but 
He's a good actor, and he brings a lot of charisma to the screen. I guess. How many how many times are we gonna have this Negan, <laughs> Negan and Maggie conversation back and forth? Fair you're enough, kill but me, the... kill me if you're gonna kill me, kill me. It's happened like four times already. But in fairness, like, in this, this episode, I was gonna say, in fairness, this episode at least pushed it to the point where we need to get a end point now because he tried to he left Maggie for dead. So when she's obviously obviously motherfucking okay because ladies and gentlemen, this is this is just another dumpster. That's right everyone, just another fucking dumpster. That's all this fucking shit is. That's all it is. She's going to be back. Same as Rick. He didn't die either. No one dies in this fucking thing unless they want to leave the show. And even when they leave the show, they leave it open like with Maggie. And they didn't bring like Ma with Maggie. Yeah. Like with Maggie. Uh, like with the Star Wars guy. Boy yeah. John What's his name? Yeah. John Boyega? And when, and when Maggie in this situation, she didn't come back to fucking die. So that's all I'm saying. And uh, I miss Olivia too, Chalkboy. Let's get into the li live motherfucking chat here for a second. Santavia, Santavia Major, great to see you in the live chat. Now that I'm back up and going, we're going to be here for the next two weeks, definitely. Then, the then uh, I mean, the next few weeks. The one day that we might have to do it a, a couple days later is on September 26th. But other than that, we'll be here every Sunday for the 24 episodes of The Walking Dead. Uh, September 26th is uh, Joe's helping me move. So after a full day of moving, we might not want to actually watch The Walking Dead there. So we might push that off to uh, to one one night when Joe gets out of work. Uh, one of those weeknights, do like a quick quick review or pre-record something. Uh, a nice Glenn Easter egg. Ooh, looky, a voicemail. Oh, we got a voicemail. Ladies and gentlemen, if, if you want to call on in, you can leave a voicemail at 781-990-8509. And guess what? That number is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you're watching this any point in time later or listening to the podcast 100 fucking years from now, and if it happens to still be up when Joe and I are long dead, you can still hopefully call that number as long as Google Voice exists. Leave us a voicemail, <laughs> and one of our next of kin will play it on whatever fucking podcast they're doing at that point in time great to see jay in the live chat the walking david in the li live motherfucking chat we're gonna have david on at some point throughout this season and uh hopefully we'll be we'll be uh we'll be blessed with a couple of uh couple of visits by rick grimes popping in there and if you haven't already please follow the walking david please spam away your link or your uh your screen name over there on tiktok uh doing all sorts of uh walking dead impressions and Doing all the funny shit you've heard on the show excessively to the next level. So if you like Walking Dead stuff and you uh, like wa the Walking David's Negan and Rick Grimes and Daryl impressions, check out the Walking David on the TikToks. Chalkboy says, Joe, you lost weight. Yes, he did. He lost a lot of weight. Oh, a bit. Too bad the Walking Dead didn't lose some of the dead weight. Okay, Joe, this oh. is... We're gonna they, all the dead weight they could lose comes out of the writer's room. It, maybe. but Because I agree, because I think the actors generally put in a good effort to the shit that they get. That being said, I think the writers could narrow their focus and work harder with smaller amounts of people. That beginning scene, what I would have liked to see at that beginning scene, because this is where I might disagree with you a little bit or get nitpicky on the good end, where I like visually how things look. There was a shot of a windmill as they're walking into town that I enjoyed. Certain like certain production stuff that towards the end of the Gimple era seemed, seemed down still seem a little bit upgraded right now. But what how this show could have really got me and we, we talk about this a lot, where they could where they could have gone wrong. If they want to do something huge here at the Walking Dead season premiere, wipe out half the cast. 
Wipe out half the cast in that zombie situation down in the when they when they lower down for the food. Leave us right. with just five or six people survive from that situation, and then they have to come back. Maggie survives. Daryl survives. Carol's because they all have plot armor. Um, and, I just I, I one of the things I find hilarious. Kill them all. Is every time there has to be a scouting, a clearing, a scavenging, a whatever. You know, Daryl, Maggie, Carol, they're all in. They're out of town. They're gone. You know, like, every fucking time. At least one, if not all. You know, like... Yeah. And at some point... the I still can't get over this fucking Michonne just took off. (laughs) She had a better gig, dude. Like, like I'm gone. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm going on. I, I'm just gonna leave my daughter here. I'm gonna no ride. Problem. No, she 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 and had my son. She had to no ride problem. that. Uh, she had to ride the Marvel wave. She, she got. Yeah, yeah. Even, and like she got out while she could. Sure, but she, like still, she got out the most unscathed. Andrew Lincoln tried to get out, and he looked at the landscape and he said, "I'm gonna do some Rick Grimes movies." <laughs> he, came, he came back. And, no, nothing. They were like, "Yeah, no, no. You can do a stage." Coral. You can you can play. Yeah, what a curl do. You can do uh you can do uh like stage stage work if you want, Andrew Lincoln. He's like, I'll do a Rick Grimes movie if you ask me. DJ Better in the live chat says Phil and Joe are back talking about The Walking Dead. It's been too long. We got Merle Davis at some point. The actors just need to walk away. The Daywalker says, Got your shit and pants on. Yes, we do. Rich A, thank you for sharing that. Thank you, David, for sharing your TikTok in the live chat. Merle says, Look, does anyone want to watch it? This sh- <laughs> if all you strong people in the live motherfucking chat push one to help Phil move. Thank you so much, Ian. You are awesome. Atari says, I don't think Carol and Daryl spinoff is real. Kirkman did this with the comics when he created three fake covers for non-existent future issues before abruptly ending the series. Atari Dad, I hope you're correct and that the writers and the creators of the show are a little bit more clever and they're doing it all similar to what Star Trek did with Star Trek 2 where they set up that death scene at the beginning of the series to beginning of the movie of Wrath of Khan to throw off Spock really dying at the end. I guess, spoiler alert for fuck you if you haven't seen Wrath of Khan by this point. Uh, because because th- at that point, you still had spoiler hounds and they got wind of the script. And to deal with that on set, they sort of fake released images of that original scene at the beginning. And then when everyone saw that, they're like, oh, okay, Spock's really alive. That was just a simulation of the Kobayashi Maro. And... So I would love it if that's the case with uh, the T- Daryl and Carol series, but I don't know if I don't. In the words of Salazzo from Godfather, I'm not I that think, clever. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're that clever. And that's what I mean. I don't think they're that clever. I, I think you're don't more think clever. That clever. I think like it, Kirkman may be that clever. You're that clever, but yeah. like Atari Dad's that clever. Uh, I don't think. I don't. This ain't no by the writing of this program. I really don't think Joe. This is this isn't any invincible. This is the this is the place that wrote the dumpster in the first place, right? Like this ain't the the, if there was ever anything that was ever going to be able to take over from jumping the shark, it's the dumpster dive, right? Like yeah, this is uh again again this is no we're not talking invincible. Hey hey, dog, are you at your you're just gonna hang out here, everyone. This is my uh, the babysitting uh, dog right here, the Zeus, the Bernadoodle. Uh, we'll, we'll be not so subtle foreshadowing. The first shot in the episode is that of the windmill or something. What's the first shot? It's of the, the first. It's the first shot of Daryl looking down upon all he foresees, and then we see the new uh, 
we see his new jacket that uh, that Judith, I believe, made for him. Uh, and uh, I've been saying for a long time that Daryl will die in this season. I feel like that first shot in the episode is somewhat not so subtle foreshadowing. Just that seeing him be the last man standing or looking over it all, or it could be it was it was a very Jax Teller kind of shot. At the beginning of the beginning of it all, I, I don't know. I can't say anything else than that. It was a very Jax Teller moment. Yeah, I, I, if, Tracy honestly, G. I, I'd be okay if he was like the last man standing. If like the last shot of the series was him overlooking like everybody just fucking dead. Yeah, yeah, and just and just him on his own with dog, and yeah. and meeting up and eventually at the beginning of the Carol Daryl series, finding out Carol actually survived it somehow because she yeah. has she has almost as big a plot armor as he he Tracy G. I can't wait till this show ends. It should be uh, it should be deaths every episode. Oh my God! The dog just rang the bell. <laughs> I don't know if you, Joe, you you might need to take over at one point in time in this in this podcast, and I might have to take that take Hector the dog What's out. The, oh, he rings the bell when he wants to go to the bathroom. Yeah, he's got he's got a bell. He's like he's like Hector in in uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And for Better Call Saul purposes, for Bob Odenkirk, I'm wearing Bob Odenkirk around my neck. Rest, feel better, Bob Odenkirk. Get, rest in peace. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Shut up. I never. Yeah, I rest up, maybe. Rest up, Papa. That's what I was gonna say. Shut up. Shut up, asshole. Don't, don't put anything out there. I, I had two shots. And there's a dog ringing a bell, and I haven't slept a full night in two weeks since I've had it. So give me, give me a fucking break. This dog, this dog is driving me nuts. Come here, dog. Uh, okay, so let's not waste any more time with foreplay here, because because uh, I know uh, I know there's. Let's get let's actually get into this thing here, and let's get into our. Recap. Okay. Now we got tw- yeah. we got uh we pr- we'll we'll uh, when I, especially when I get to a new place I'll give you a full full crazy recap. Uh, what's up, KC? Take Hector out. We will wait. <laughs> no, absolutely. We if uh, if I hear another bell ring, I think that's just a frustration. Like uh, p- give me attention, kind of thing. Uh, I can't really get into why I think this without getting into comic spoilers. Interesting. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye out on on Atari Dad's speculation that we may in fact get a Daryl death at the end of it all. So let's listen before we get into our recap. Let's play a voicemail that we have. From, oh, oh, shit. Let's go. Let's go over here and technology. Hey, Joe, it's the man behind the mask, your favorite, one and only bagpipe slaying serial killer, Joseph Voorhees. I just wanted to get on here at the very beginning of our final journey in The Walking Dead and say one thing. It's been a journey. It's been great. And the tension has come to a boiling point. It has. Where we have to see the it's not even it never even started finally gets it on. It's boiling Joe. A bunch of plastic boiling. Ridiculousness. Get excited, Joe. Awesomeness sometimes. But this is the show and it must go on. We must go on. We all must go on. So let's pray. This twenty four episodes goes fast. Like me. When I'm not a slow baghead 
with a pillowcase over my head. Thank you, Jason fucking Voorhees, for that for that send off. Now that that just gets me excited, Joe. That was that was pumping me up. I was I was that's like a that's like a pep speech pep up speech by Al Pacino in any given Sunday. Uh, I'm I'm excited now. I'm, I'm, I know, still not excited. <laughs> this episode drained the excitement. I was I was legit excited for the start of the season and Joe. this episode really it was it was a drain on all things it was the black hole it was a vampire of like of excitement drain of it was energy. it was the like, buffy the oh. va- it was the va- there wasn't any buffy slaying this vampire today it was hot, like maybe that's what they should do like we got zombies maybe they should like go down like introduce some vampires here or some shit like i don't know get some werewolves going but we, they, I don't know. That might, Zombies that, versus mummies. That might How does be, that sound? That might be something. You might be onto something. Let's let's play our uh, one more voicemail before we kick into this recap. Hey, spoiler alert! Dell has a spinoff has a spinoff show with Carol, so he and her ain't dying. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit earlier, Jay. I, I was saying that any any tension that they try to build up with them is just bullshit to me. <laughs> and then someone suggested that maybe that was a uh, that was a Fugazi series, but I don't I don't think so. I, I tend to agree with what Jay said right there. That's kind of hard to build up that tension. So let's start off this final season recap here, season eleven, episode one. We get scenes from last week, normal without that stupid voiceover thing that they did at the end of season 10 we set the stage we open up to maggie's group and that ninja guy and daryl with his angel wings we see everyone oh my god that ninja guy like let's let's i got an idea let's add this new character who just he wears a mask the whole time that'll be that'll be interesting it'll be like Remember, like, when Michonne wore the hood and nobody really saw her? But, it'll be like that, only it'll but be a Joe, mask. It's, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then we'll just take it off. Like, it's probably yeah, just like the it's probably just like the comic or something like that. Like, and, and he'll wear it because he's shy and not because he's a badass. But he'll be a badass, too. Yeah. It'll be real dynamic. People will love the character. It's dynamic. It's very dynamic. Oh, my God. She, Fucking <laughs> so poorly, horribly written, like faux two-dimensional like flat ass fucking character like and like all these characters are flat because there's so many of them now they're in such tight like they're just barely names he's the mask guy does he have a fucking name have we heard his name have they said they said they said they said it tonight say it today are you sure they were saying his name and not the guy that was standing next to him i think that's the biggest problem that we have in the recent era of the walking dead the way they introduce new characters we just barely learn met and i and i know a lot of people that are fans and then like i don't know the deaf people's names i don't know i was just uh, gonna say that uh Aoki or whatever or, her name is. uh yeah and uh Ma- magna <laughs> mag whatever like my point was that i know there are people out there that have read the graphic novel all the way to the end and know all these characters and like oh there's that character there's that character i don't i'm i did read the first up to like the negan stuff and i enjoyed it but at that point i sort of stopped and i w- just went to watch the show because i didn't want to be spoiled anymore and i know it's a different arc but characters so i don't know them coming in and the way that they've introduced in the second era of the walking dead instead of when they introduced say like tyrese or abraham or something and actually built them up a little bit they just introduce you a 
like a whole group at once. Like, hey, everybody, here's the new yeah. group. Here's the new cast. Hey, meet this person and, and this person, and this person, and you meet them all as one. Here's the ninja. Here's the wise cracking asshole that's gonna battle Negan to see who's who's is called called Tiny or something like that. Here's the fat. Here's the fat smart guy. Here's this guy. Here's that guy. You know. There's a comparison that can be made to like all the people that when they were watching The Walking Dead, I mean, when they were watching uh, Game of Thrones and they were like, oh, there's just so many characters. I can't keep track of who anybody is or what they're doing or who they're involved with and all that. And and I can understand that where I confuse myself because I, I, I was able to follow all that, but I can understand how people couldn't. Right. Even if I didn't read the books. In the first season, I was still able to follow who all the characters were, right? That's called good but, writing. <laughs> called good writing. And, but in this, like, I only know the characters by sight. I don't know them by name. And as far as any kind of uh, dynamic or dimension, they're all on the same fucking side, right? We don't, the only person we get highlights of that are like the enemies are Negan, the mayor. Uh, the mayor Joe Hale, like only the leader bad guy is the is like the the character on the other side of things that they really get into. Yeah, okay. Uh, they did a little bit with um, GTA guy, and they did a little bit with Burnface guy, but still, for the most part, they there's no like the, there's so much going on in Game of Thrones that all the characters that they throw at you you can still remember who they are what they're doing. and deal i would is. and i would say there's no need to do any of that with and this. i would it's say just, at oh, least more fodder and i would say again that's one of the things that this show used to do well and i think even when the storyline was only six people but they but they were at least able to establish some character elements from the beginning and through those early seasons, even if the storylines weren't always exciting and some of them were dull, they at least knew how to craft characters you gave a shit about. That's what formed an audience for this show to begin with. It wasn't because of the deep, amazing storylines that they were telling. It was because you gave a shit about the characters. At some point in time, the show dropped the ball, introducing new characters, making you care about them. It's a tough thing to do, but some shows pull it off by by making you actually care the way that they introduce a show like boardwalk empire for instance every season there's new characters that get cycled in but every season i tend to care about them even though we don't see al or ac or whatever some of the, some of the characters from the early seasons or the wire is another example every season that the wire comes it's a new set of characters adding more layers to the world of baltimore and if you're into that show and you're and you're drinking the kool-aid of it it doesn't fucking matter you you care about each season when they introduce those kids they introduce the guys at the news reporters the guys at the school like whatever like every year that they add more they do it in a way that they build the stakes they could do that in the walking dead every season add another group in but take the time to really build them up but now you're in this last season and you're stuck with where you get what you get it's like when i work with kids you get what you get you don't get upset these are the characters we have riding this roller coaster at the end yeah rick might show up for a couple of episodes at the end in that last group we know he's going to we know in that last 
four, four episodes, Rick Grimes is going to show up because they're going to pay him for two episodes and we're going to get a lead into the Rick Grimes movie. Michonne will probably show up once too. Uh, anyone who's alive in that universe towards the end will show up. But this beginning part, we're going to have to deal with these characters and we get what we get and we don't get upset. Holy shit, we got Tony Pajamas in the live chat. We got Chongo Chalupa in the live chat too. I love you guys. Thank you guys for showing up tonight. Thank you all of our friends. If we have any new names and new voices inside the live motherfucking chat share your thoughts positive or negative about this season opener of the walking dead uh joe loves to read your positive comments about the walking dead it, it sends him in an amazing direction that we all love to hear and make sure you subscribe for coverage of all 23 episodes that are left of the final season of the walking dead right after the episode airs except for maybe you know one or two for scheduling reasons but we will be here yeah. torturing ourselves Putting ourselves with our through. shitting pants on. Yes, full shitting pants on. Okay, so we get a good setup with a bunch of sleeping walkers. This is the first time we've seen the walkers sleeping like this, but whatever. They're having a slumber party. And as we find out at the end of the episode, and people that know anything about the comics, they're called lurkers. They're dreaming of flesh and better zombie shows and wishing they were in better zombie properties at this point. So all those zombies with all their amazing makeup work. Then we get a the little slow drop of our characters heading down into a convenient little maze of walkers, and all is silent as we said it's so oh, fucking stupid it is they, they do land and there's a very convenient little maze built in there and it reminds me a bit of the season or see the, the thing i liked about this beginning part it like, reminded why me wouldn't you just start stabbing them all in the head why would you tip throw through the fucking bodies because... why wouldn't you just start stabbing them all in the fucking head clear the fucking room we're all down here they're all on the fucking ground they all have to get up there's seven of us. Joe, there's, I'll, I'll take five of us that came down here. There couldn't be more than 30. What, they each can't kill six fucking slow ass zombies before they drag their dead ass bones off the fucking gym floor? Joe, are you I'll, fucking kidding me? I'll go you one further. It seems like our ma our archers are like Lord of the Ring like level talents. Oh my so, God. So why don't they just rain arrows on all the walkers down there from above since they can't miss? So Right? They can't miss the moving <laughs> ones that are coming at them and all that tenseness and all that chaos. So since they're all laying down, why don't you just shoot them all from up there and just right? be done with right? the problem? Yep. Yep. Instead, they make this elaborate pulley system that uh, that's going to fuck up or something. Okay, so there's movement, and uh, so we see them running out of food last season, so there is some continuation from last season stuff, And uh, but I could care less. We, we see some blood flow in slow motion, which was a kind of cool visual, and it wakes up one of the walkers, and it's on. And do we ever think for any moment in time that this wasn't going to happen, that all these walkers weren't going to wake up? And it turns into a – and I said in my notes, it turned into a video game. What I did like about the beginning of this episode was the silent interaction of the team working as one unit. It re reminded me a little bit of that scene. I think it was season four or something when we see our group walking through the woods, and it's like six of them, and they're all like one unit walking and moving there was some element of that but it was a little bit too choreographed to a certain extent just poke and go <laughs> yes lizard pop I... pop 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 like serious seriously <laughs> seriously like no all right now that we're at the doorway and the door is open how about we just have them all flood towards the door and kill them all so we don't have to worry about it on our way back out with all the meals and we can take our time and really search the fucking place. Like, he, like I, all the ways to get into this place through the roof, through the roof with an elaborate pulley system 
was better than just opening up the door to the outside, waking them all, and having them come out two at a time while you stab them in the fucking head was, with big long. But they, but they found spears. some rollerblades. They needed like, to use them. <laughs> so stupid. Like seriously, it, like just for the sake of like, what can we do that people might find interesting? Hmm. How about pulleys from the roof? That's the only way into this place. They could be like cat what? burglars. They... What, nobody can. How about someone just starts pounding on the fucking door on the other side or on the wall on the other side? And then you silently go down while they're still making all this noise. The zombies aren't going to fucking hear you. Like, just like uh, none of it makes any sense. You sound like you sound sense. like Negan. Let's let's get a couple of comments. Tony fucking pajamas, one of my favorite names in all of YouTube. I love the name Tony Pajamas. It sounds like it should be like a television character and PBS that entertains comes in. I'm Tony Pajamas. I love it. Uh, this episode was extremely boring. They tried really hard it was in extremely the boring. They tried really hard in the beginning and it still wasn't that good. And the rest was generic Walking Dead episodes. So even I, the even the beginning was gen, was generic. I just broke it down for you how generic it fucking was. They really there tried was, though. There, there was they, and that's just it. They, they tried really so tried. fucking hard. They outthought themselves. They made they made they have this elaborate fucking deal and they don't even like they we, we just see them coming down from the skylight and the pulleys like did anybody try the fucking door? <laughs> they must have, right? Oh, of course they did. Of course <laughs> they, they must. Did. They must have, right? Like it just—it they had to all—all all that convoluted shit and like zero plan behind it. Like r really now, clear. Atari Dad says uh, like, or asks clear. <laughs> why are the? <laughs> I got too clear, not just tiptoe through the fucking tulips. Jesus. Atari Dad asks, why are the zombies dormants? I thought it was established that the zombies only go dormant when they have no external stimulation as long as there's uh, one and they stay active. There, this was explained a little bit in this the after episode with Kang explaining, doing the Dan and Dave thing where she, where she sits down and tries to explain what's going on in the episode. And she said that in the comics, which, again, I'm not – I'm not versed in the graphic novel. So there are different kinds of walkers. These are a certain kind that they'd never really featured in the show before, but it fit the story. So they thought, why not? Let's put them in there for the very first time and not really explain them. So they decided to take this very specific thing that's explained in detail in the comics about how there's different kinds of walkers. These are the lurkers that there's the lurkers and then the walkers or something. I forget if the names, I'm messing it up a little bit. Uh, I, oh. I only heard her in passing and these ones stay dormant until they feel. Are we going to get blown? Bloaters next to. I thought we had a bloater in the in, there for a minute with Megan in the. Tunnels. Do they? Do they? Do they all float, Georgie? They all float around. The, the bloaters and the the. What are the uh the other ones there? The clickers. Are we getting clickers next? Clickers. Yeah, we get clickers. Are we? Are we getting a good episode, Joe? Or how how many good episodes out of the, out of I have, the? I have I like this is their th dude, <laughs> this is the series fucking season premiere episode this was boring as fuck and half of it we saw in their series season it's... finale episode last no. fucking no season, in fair... when, when they were in the train car getting fucking interrogated or going crazy i do want to bring this up but this is part one of two i the walking dead doesn't often do this 
But this Why episode, didn't they just play all two hours tonight. But this is the because just we in had fairness. To watch Carol Kane explain why like everything is so stupid. <laughs> I love how you turn her into the music and artist Carol King. Like that, what? Because Carol King had to sing us a fucking song. Like I don't fucking want to hear that shit. Oh. Uh so but I do believe that this is part one of two. So for whatever it's worth, we've only seen half the episode. Okay. Right. Well, we got to find out why Kiyoki isn't fucking leaving now because she found a, a letter that's a, a note, a, you know, stapled to a wall from four years ago. Because because Princess has really specific skills, a skill set that she can spot something very easily. So she she, she... yeah that that dirty ass fucking picture in the but in they the set up but, but Joe they set up in the scene before that. Princess how, has superpowers. How perceptive she, she is. Yeah, she yeah. has perception. She she must be great at poker. You wouldn't want to see Princess across the way playing you in uh playing you yeah, in cards. I'm sure I would. <laughs> okay, so let's read the live motherfucking chat. Uh, it's the Walking Dead Hogan's Heroes says Merle Davis. I like that. The Walking Dead Hogan's Heroes. I no, thought you were... Hogan's Heroes was good. Don't fuck with that. I thought Don't he. I thought I actually Heroes. thought he was gonna say uh, the Walking <laughs> the Walking Dead Hogan's uh, Hogan family, like the Walking Dead Hogan's family, uh, and it was like a va- Valerie dying. So in other words, they're giving their viewers homework. <laughs> Lovely. Dude, you know. You know. Dead. You know those like knockoff, like zombie movies you see all over the place now. This was as bad as all of them. So this is as bad as, say, say a B movie kind of thing. You you think this was just no? Oh, so th- you think this is more like cheesy, low tension, just bad? Yeah, like I thought this was really fucking bad, and I'm sorry, and and I, I'm really sorry, but I'm even gonna go go there. I thought, you know, in the scene that drop of blood landing on this on that zombie i thought that looked fucking horrible Ooh, so so you didn't even like the visual right oh we got lizard no nope. i thought i thought that zombie in particular looked like a rubber fucking mask now lizard says angela kang was clear that the show is the show and the comic is the comic so bringing in walkers from a comic or a thing from the comic while deviating is hypocrisy and confusing for fucking people lizard yeah. she's all fucking. she's all over the place she'll say whatever the fuck she has to say so that people will go, oh, okay, no plot hole there. It's because oh, she okay. seems like no a v- bad writing there. In reality, oh, like okay. she seems like a really awesome person that seems like she's really trying. No, in reality, but that's what I'm saying like is like no, she's writing for right. fucking more. She's a PR person. Given up on a show that's been dead, and she's trying to save years. her career. And yes. <laughs> So she can get high. I am included in those morons. Yes. She's trying to save her career. She's like, I'm not a moron. I'm just here earning my paycheck through the best I can. I'm so good at this writing thing. I have an answer for all of it. She did write. Because of the comic. No, but we're independent of the comic. She did write this episode, too. She she is one of the writers. She deserves to be. She's the primary writer. She was like, she's one of the two writers. What did we do last week? Let's do that. Okay. (laughs) So we're. Oh, my God fucking god like i i know i and here's the thing phil how many times have we said the show's gonna end and then they were like they came back oh they're obviously they, they finally they listen to the us whole yeah. carol thing they listened to us right listen to us carol kang all the times we said how that <laughs> season king. opener that season opener that winter scene where they eat the fucking owl mm. and carl is like carl. and all that how that was carl. one of their best fucking scenes they tried to replicate that scene they with keep this. trying it they keep again trying. they fucking listened to us but they failed in their 
uh, attempt. They, it failed completely. But again, they listened to us. They were like, you know what? They were right. That really was one of the best scenes we ever fucking did when we were just moving through that house and we cleared it and we and we did everything right like we were a well-tuned unit and then we sat down and we ate dinner. That was really good. That was really good. We should do something like that again. What are we going to do? Okay. Uh, like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, silence must be what they what they wanted. No, it wasn't just about that. It was about everything about that scene. And this was a, a I was thankful that I didn't hear a dialogue. I was uh, actually happy. Atari Dad says I do agree with Phil that the bit at with Negan at the end was good. But how exactly can you excuse keeping him alive after this? The only way because can... Maggie did the same fucking thing to him five minutes earlier in the episode. The whole fucking group did. He saves a kid's <laughs> life, and when he's about to get killed for it, they're all like. I wonder if Negan will get out of this. So he does it to her, and it's all of a sudden it's like, whoa, he didn't help Maggie? Fuck that! None of these motherfuckers tried to help him five minutes beforehand. Now, now, Lizard said, Daryl's drop of blood felt like a video. It was the start of the video game scene. It was like a video game cut scene, and then we clicked into the beginning of the video the game. The fuck did he cut his arm on? He reached out over into a void... To grab a bag and his arm ends up cut. He, He's it, not even there's not even a pulley on that side of his fucking arm Joe, where the blood is coming from. It was a paper cut from the script, is what oh it was. <laughs> it was a paper cut from the script. Now DJ says Angela King's sentence made no fucking sense. Tony Pajamas, I feel like The Walking Dead could still be good if it wanted to. Every episode <laughs> in the extended last it's season. It's not about the Walking Dead wanting it to. It's about the people that fucking write it. <laughs> And the people that make the decision on, okay, that script sounds good. Maybe it's about the actors standing up and saying, I'm not reading this shit in front of a camera. They, they are not going to do that. This. The script makes You no can't blame the sense. actors. They want to get paid. Stop. Stop. Don't blame the Anybody. actors. Hey, hey. <laughs> Don't all blame the actors. All for evil for triumph is for smart people to say no. <laughs> and someone just needs to say no. Someone needs to stand someone up. Someone needs to stand up and say no, Phil. <laughs> someone needs to enough. do it. Enough is enough. Like, maybe that's what happened. Maybe Andrew Lincoln tried. Coral tried. Michelle I think Carl. I think Carl. I think Carl or Carl's dad really tried. Like, he, Carl's dad pissed them off so much because he was, like, calling up, being like, you guys suck. But uh, Zancy in this. I haven't watched this show since season two. You, don't start, Zancy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I haven't watched since Rick died, says DJ. Tony Pajamas, where does your name come from? I'm curious. Oh, absolutely. Answer that question. I love Tony Pajamas. Atari Dad, I did see that part where they didn't help Negan. I was looking away from the screen at that part. And, uh, okay, that would have cleared the room at least. So let's finish. Let's get back into this recap here. We'll, we'll zip through it a bit. Instead of, uh, instead as, as, uh, as Lizard said... It just turns into a video game when the blood drops, and we get to see all of our characters with bows and arrows basically not miss. They get they turn they start None playing. None of them, not a single missed shot, no. not a single missed stab, not a single missed bow, not a single missed thrown knife, and not a single lost person. We get a mad whack discussion. All the arrows and the knives come. The long shots to save the, the only day. The injury. The only injury. Our group suffers. <laughs> was the blood this. that dripped? Was the was the was the the fucking mysterious cut <laughs> Daryl gets on his arm that causes so much fucking 
from catching a bag in a hole. I think it was dog. Let's blame dog on that one. He like he cut it on dog's collar or something like that. So everyone's working together and all the arrows rain down. It's time for the guns. Carol takes out the machine gun for a second and goes Carol for a second. Lydia's in the mix too. We get to see all of our characters. Everyone gets a moment and they're like this a giant. It's like a giant scene where you know like every X Men steps up and shows their superpower. You know here we got Nightcrawler superpower. Here we got Kitty Pride super. It's like a cheesy X Men scene where everyone steps up and does their Ninja Turtle moment. And then we go over to the next character doing another Ninja Turtle. Exactly bow. right. Like you got the bows, you got the staff, <laughs> you got the, the throwing knives. Oh my fucking god! It, it's such a Ninja Turtle moment. It was a Ninja Turtle. It was a very and Ninja Turtle. When have you moment. seen any of these fucking people ever? Like, like, where did they get the bows? Have we seen them with bows before? Well, the Daryl must have lots of crossbows, them. arrows. They, they can make it that crossbow shit. bolts and arrows are two different things. They can make too. that shit. They've got they've got smarts somewhere. They got okay, great. And <laughs> and like it's yeah, sure. It's the same as shooting a gun. Exactly. So same skill set. So everyone's working together. <laughs> <laughs> they, she's out of ammo really quick, and then someone saves her. It's Daryl. We get a lot of nonverbal communication. Carol is saved by Daryl. She's no longer in danger. Danger. She has a spinoff. She's not scared. Carol should have waited. And I said again, they should have waited to announce the series until after the main series. Then we get our intro, and we come back, and our crew has failed. They're coming back to Shit Town, USA, Alexandria. It looks really crappy there. This doesn't. Looks like the worst place on earth. I would like to see a good parallel between alexandria when our group first showed up and how it looks now and see what happens okay okay you, you know how it looked when it when they first showed up it looked head to toe rick covered in blood holding a samurai sword going what oh is that when he is that when he uh k- killed the killed the the, the yeah, that was like shortly after like the first like week they showed up he ends up butchering the the wife beater there uh merle everybody merle they're all just like thank you you're our new joe that that reminds me of like the last awesome walking dead moment we've had like i feel like everything's been down really was close to damn well close that was right around the dumpster time i believe that that, was right around the dumpster time that's the best walking dead moment since and in the last like seven years is that what (laughs) <laughs> Merle, uh, Joe would rather watch Willow. Yeah, he'd rather watch Willow or he'd rather watch Allison Hannigan in... Well, I watched Willow like six months ago. Playing cosplay, playing the Maybe character Willow from, uh, from, from Buffy, too. Sorry, I just had to make enough, another Buffy. So we come back in, our crew's failed. We see dogs there, and Daryl greets the kids, and dog's a good dog, he's a good dog. Then we get to see... Agatha, some guy named Duncan. We get to hear two seconds of Maggie's backstory because we have to introduce a bunch of characters that I don't give a fuck about. And then we they ask, is that Negan? Then we see people arguing for food. We see that there's only food for a week. We get a meeting of the minds where Maggie's like, dudes, we got to go to this place, Meridian. There's some evil people there. That There's no problem. We'll wipe them out in like two seconds. And how far away is Meridian from wherever in, the fuck they are? Washington, D.C. because they needed to – because we got a scene that we missed somehow where Maggie decided – because she didn't talk about it in that scene unless I missed it, that Negan needed to come to show them through Washington, D.C. So wherever they are, they needed to go to D.C. So it's in the D.C. area. Now, where and, – and, and Where are our group now? Are in, are in Philly? I don't know. I thought they were up by D.C. I don't know. I've, I feel like I, I feel like they've been better than the last season of Walking Dead with distance and where everyone is, but I'm still not sure where everyone is right now. I think I'm pretty, but I know that they mentioned the subway system that they were in were, were in I'm DC. I'm sorry, but if you, here's the thing, you know how fucked up a subway system is? Like when you're, when you're on the train, it's one thing. 
<laughs> yeah, they walk. We'll get to. Tunnels yeah, they decide for miles, that miles, station to station. How many cavens? Like seriously, and you could be you could be about to walk down into one down one of these tunnels where it dips like 40 50 feet down a fucking slope into slime a, just a big pool into a pool of slime i mean i saw that in ghostbusters too that's a, that's it that's a uh educational that's film. a thing it's <laughs> a thing yeah i mean that's a thing <laughs> egon doesn't mess around i mean that's a thing there's slime down like, there. like this is the stupidest idea no because up there is full of death oh and down here isn't down here isn't you are still Standing in the middle of a hundred plastic wrapped fucking zombies at just the first fucking station we've gotten to, but up there is death. And Negan knows DC, so we need to bring him with us. And they, they but yeah, he knows the tunnels of DC. He spent a lot of time <laughs> walking the fucking subway tunnels of DC. That's not using Negan's knowledge of DC to bring him with you. Like when someone says, "Oh, Joe, can you take us somewhere in Boston?" You know Boston. I go, "Yeah, you know, I know where Tremont Street, Commonwealth Ave is. I know all this." You're stuff. not walking him down, down the Green Line, Ave, right? I'm not like, "All right, so if we if we walk the Blue Line, we can switch over on the Green Line, hit the Orange Line, maybe cross over to the purple to the train tracks over there." Like, and then once you get into the tunnels, who the fuck knows? Like, there's so many switches and so many. You know, it could go right here. He's, I mean, that's what I mean. Like back to the left in a in a, in a half a mile. Negan is eventually fucking way. Negan is eventually speaking Joe Dirty Locks logic here at a certain point in this episode. Maybe when Negan knows DC, it's because he's him and Maggie are Bruce Wayne's parents. So that was horrible. We got yeah. oh, we got uh, we got Big Kevin alive chat. What's up? Miss you too, buddy. We'll be back here every Sunday. Great to see. Big Kev, hopefully you're doing good. Scooping a lot of pots out there. Winning a lot of hands. Okay, so Aaron says uh, we need to fi- – Aaron is the first guy to speak some logic. Yeah, we need food. But he's like we also need to like seal up the gates and put up the walls because walkers are going to get in. Was that foreshadowing must- much that uh, there's going to be a huge walker attack some point in time this season? Another probably. Another one? Didn't we just have a huge walker They only have two things. That was like the worst fucking walker horde attack. Joe, ever. have you ever heard that whole thing? I only have two looks. You know, The Walking Dead only has two or two or three things. They they only can do one or like they only have two or three things that they can do. They can do bad a guy gang or or walker attack zombies or sneak up zombies. Sneak up zombies. Yeah, someone but someone not paying attention gets bit. Uh, bad. Can per- we pay attention, guys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry, was spaced out while I was killing these other six fucking zombies. Uh Big Kev says not doing good today. Behind me. Big Kev's not doing good today. Lost too much money this weekend. I can't even send a super chat. That is okay, Big Kev. The uh, thought, the thought is that is what counts. But we want to hear that you're doing good and scooping pots and uh, and, yes. and uh, tipping us like bartenders makes us feel special. But we're we're gonna send all the good poker vibes. So, I'd feel more special if you would just win the World Series of Poker. Don't worry about tipping us. Win that World Series. That exactly. And and like thank us in your World Series speech. And that, that that's fine. Or WPT main event or or like or exact or give us both entries to the next world series like like pay for our <laughs> entries to the next world series that that'd be i'm not even asking for anything i just want you to win, win well i want entry to the series i want to be able to say hey i know big kev won big well i i want to i want to be staked i'll give him the half normal steak rules you know <laughs> anyway sorry we'll we'll uh, we'll t- we'll stop here okay so uh 
uh, Dwarf Burger people weren't as big of complainers there. I was the smoking section. Great to see Dev in the live chat, too. Um, okay, so then we see some thunder and lightning as the rainstorm uh, looks like us in July around here walking down the street in one big group. They need to take a break because the because suddenly <laughs> Negan's like, we need to, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need to stop. And they see a subway station to go in there. And he's like, we should stop for the night. And and no one's listening to Negan. No one's or people are saying he's right, but he's an asshole. And uh and eventually, Negan is like, dude, let's take a break. Maggie's like, fuck you, I don't care. Negan asks Daryl for help. Daryl's like, dude, we're not buddies. Negan knows he's a dead man walking, and he thinks Daryl's in on it, too. Then we see some writing on the wall. We hear some strange big sounds. The pipes are groaning. Negan says it's the sound of God telling us to get the fuck out of here. And God has your one eye see the flood marks he points out he points yeah. out a mark on the wall he's like if, if that probably floods all the time we're fucked are you stupid let's get out of here and i don't think negan's up to anything in this situation and i think it, he's just right you see how high that flood water was all right so if the water's getting that high right and then draining somewhere all these bodies are going to be stacked in the fucking corner of wherever the fuck this shit is draining out of because like you know, running water, semi-floating bodies, you know, filled with all this, you know, air pockets in their plastic or whatever. Them shits are floating. They're stacked in a corner, like one big fucking pile somewhere. Whatever is causing the fucking water to, to either rush through at that height or just pool in there at that fucking height. It makes no sense why these bodies would all be perfectly laid out. Like, yeah, they would have been. They would have been washed around. So therefore, unless they're weighted down, this or is still more likely a working mass grave and not <laughs> from the time that which you say, yes. Maggie. Oh, and how would you know that, Maggie? Spend a lot of time in D.C. at the fall, did you? <laughs> I love Negan. See that, see that happen at the subway by your farm, Maggie? Have you? <laughs> Okay, but she's not the girl she was. She was months ago, Joe. She's not the right. same. Definitely, person. Ellie says watching the episode now. Maggie being bossy, even though she just got back. Uh, Iron Throne. I'd like to thank Dirty Locks Rands for inspiring me to win the big tournament. Big Kev says I think I would put Joe in before Phil. Oh, assholes. <laughs> smart, smart. Probably smart decision. Uh, I'll cash more more than Joe before. I uh, I think I'd cash better, but Joe's gonna have a better chance of winning. I. I'll last out and even up and at least get your money back. I'll let I'll let I'll let winnings speak for themselves. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the winnings speak for themselves. Man, uh, I don't need to say a word. Man, Porto Boys H heading to bed, listening but going to sleep. DJ, have a very good night. Merle says, "Remember Ken." Negan said, "Being Negan's the only observant one." Let's have Phil and Joe talk in ASMR for the rest of the stream to help you sleep. Hey. Hey, DJ Better. We really, we really want to wish you a good night. Okay, so let's remember Ken. Remember Ken. Okay, so we go off. Daryl is like, dude, stop trying to lead. Dumbass Negan. So then we go off to our other side story. And we're going to just zip through this a little bit because it's just yada yada a little bit. We go off to Eugene and Princess, Zeke and Yumiko. Uh, and Eugene's at a desk. We get a cool montage. I, I I'll say it's, it was edited kind of neat where they're asking them a bunch of questions and going over and over again. It seems like we're watching a different show. I thought some of the elements in that particular scene, and I know, Joe, you didn't dig it either, but I thought it it was a little bit different. It felt like I was watching just something slightly fresher. 
at times in that scene with the interrogation and the way that it was edited together. I thought Ezekiel especially is a very good acting presence in his way dealing with the uh, dealing with each the four different people and how each one of them were dealing with the interrogation <sighs> in different ways was kind of an interesting take on that kind of scene. And I, uh, and I didn't hate okay. it. I, I here's okay. I'm gonna tell you why. Tell me why it sucked. I'm gonna tell you why exactly why the scene sucked. The scene sucked for, <laughs> as I said many times already, it's basically rehashing our last episode. Okay, forget about that, which is you know quite a grievance to begin with. But we're gonna <laughs> get past that, and all of these characters, with the exception of princess and maybe uh uh yumiko daniel's on there yeah whatever her name is uh, we know exactly how eugene is going to react in this situation and we know exactly how king ezekiel is going to react in this situation those are not surprises at all no i'm not sure if it's i don't think anything the walking dead has in their bag of tricks right now has the ability to surprise anybody i think that's the biggest problem for whatever it's worth forget the stupid meta it, they're an old pitcher at this point that's lost all their good stuff and they have to rely on putting junk on the ball to try to make it uh, get past like, the batter and right it, now and they've lost their fastball they don't have right. anything they're afraid to losing the fastball the real fastball would it, have at the end of that scene with maggie and and negan we see maggie ripped, get apart. ripped the fuck apart yep she didn't make it she didn't make it that was it that was her return but that we, was her return and that would have been fine yep but and, no and, but no fucking no we had to just cut, we just yep. had, we had to fucking cut the scene because we know she's alive, so it ruins any tension. Every time the walking, every time you bring me, every time you, uh, I think I'm out, you bring me back in. Because you have an opportunity, and this is where I believe we're slightly at difference. I think The Walking Dead has several op- opportunities in almost every episode that they could have gone in a, a direction. But for some reason, the writers are either overthinking themselves, have to honor contracts of actors and don't want to fire them and don't want to lose anybody, even though we're in the final season here. They need to start knocking down these dominoes. And as much as it's great to see Laurie Cohen back, uh, this would have been a great opportunity to kill her. And it would have uh, it would have created more tension moving forward about Negan <laughs> having to explain that. Instead, now we know what's going to happen. They're going to go back. Maggie's going to come and back. They're gonna, and they're going to fight about it. Wah, wah, wah. And they're going to and they're going to execute Negan, or they're going to like put him on trial or something. Some stupid shit like that's going to happen. And, with, and half the season's going to be the Negan trial instead of instead of Negan trying to. S- subtly take over this group and that's the first step of it which might have been a kind of interesting story to watch Negan try to and Daryl's gone now so if he killed Maggie and Daryl's gone he's taking control no, of this no, group no no you don't see exactly what's about to happen she's gonna fight her way off and sneak down the same fucking hole Daryl did and we're gonna get an episode of Daryl and Maggie trying to fight their way back to, to the save group dog. so they can go so they can go kill Negan to save dog Oh yeah, they're gonna. It's in the in string Negan up by his neck. There's no ch- Jeffrey D. Morgan's definitely dying somewhere within the next 23 episodes in being hung for being fucking Negan. It's it's gonna happen. I don't I don't see him living at the end of the series. I don't either. 
I think that's going to be our big series death where it's going to be a bittersweet kind of death because Judith is going to be upset and be arguing for him. It's going to be like a big emotional moment. But who the fuck knows? They're going to fuck all that up too, Phil. You're writing it better than they're going to right now. (laughs) You're writing it better than they than they probably already did. And back, back to that other scene. And even with Princess, even with Princess, I didn't, you know exactly how she's going to react. I know, but it doesn't mean the delivery wasn't all right. I agree. Again, again, it's not the actors. It's not the actors, Phil. It's the actors being told to be to sit in scenes that are pointless, to, to sit in scenes <laughs> that they did in the episode before <laughs> just in a new drink. room. Like, there's, that's what it is. Like, yeah, they did great with what they have to work with. We can say Lizard. that we're blue in the face. They're just giving shit to work with. Like, there's there's no reason why these writers should have have, have jobs. Let's get, like, <laughs> let's get, honestly. We're going to have to call AMC again. Let's get in a couple more comments. Uh, Dwarf Burger. Fourth graders. Fourth graders. Fourth graders could sit in a room. And brainstorm this shit out more exciting. Maybe it's like the Cartoon Wars episode of South Park where it's just manatees that are writing this. Uh, Atari Dad, I thought the last episode was Here's Negan. Well, Joe Ken was the second person Maggie forgot right away. Lizard said, of all the interrogations I've witnessed, dot, 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 the Walking Dead interrogations sucked. You butter up people and listen to them talk while they're in a holding area. Terrible interrogations. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Brainius Balky says, it just went on too long. And uh, have a good night. And Ian says, hashtag save Negan. Great to see it went on, it, what What went on too long? The interrogations? Yeah, because it's been going on now for two episodes. It's true. We like, did... just waterboard them. What see, the fuck? It's funny, Joe. Like, I wasn't exact. It didn't click to me until that last time you just said that because I had blocked out those last five episodes because I don't hate how last season ended with the whispers at arc. I thought some of the big action scenes that uh-huh. we got in the air was the walk, the, the Renaissance, not, not that it was great, but at least it was entertaining. Walking I told you you stuff. were going to like watching Opie die. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I caught up with all that and binge watched it. And Joe said, you're, you're actually going to like this stuff. And I, and I enjoyed that arc of the, the Opie arc, especially once alpha was gone. I enjoyed the whispers arc much yep. more with, with Opie being, uh, being the leader of them i thought it was much creepier uh and more of a felt like more of a threat and i thought that built up good i thought they ruined a little bit with those five with the five COVID episodes but those could be explained i tend to like the negan episode better than you did and that other episode that we both liked which i think was an accident accidental offense the uh eugene not the, oh, eugene. the one with where they with, with abraham yeah with abraham uh and and uh and, and Aaron Lefty and Aaron and was the Terminator too? Was, yeah, the Terminator. It was the Terminator. And uh, Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Yeah, Terminator as well. Who is who was actually just a recent guest on the Talking Sopranos podcast, talking about his character David Scatino. And it's amazing when you think uh, Jason, not Jason Patrick, uh, some Robert Patrick is that his name, I believe, uh, something Patrick, and I, th- I think it's Robert Patrick. And if, well, Jason Patrick is power is, is is not is um. Yeah, is, uh, is the dude from uh, Lost Boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I believe I believe it's uh, I believe that's his name. Uh, but anyways, he's been in so many things that you just don't even realize. Like so many bit parts. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He was in uh, he was in uh, Sopranos. He was in this. He was in obviously Terminator. He was in, there's like more and more things. I'm even forgetting forgetting stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. But he he's one of those actors that's just in a ton of things. But I thought that was one of the better episodes of last time yeah. as well so okay so eugene's awkward blah 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 blah, blah defined drug. which had its fucking problems yes. still yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely does. Refer back to the video to find out what they were. I don't remember it enough. <laughs> yeah. So we go, we go off to the uh, to the other group in the tunnel, and Dog does not like what he sees in here. It's a bunch of body bags. Put them in a body bag with walkers that uh, these people are killed during the fall. And Maggie just knows automatically. She's like, yeah, these people are just killed during the fall. Yeah, that's it. Their, their necks are killed. Yeah, yeah, because all that plastic is so nice and fresh, new-looking. Yeah. What? It's been sitting there for for – seven years eight years but yeah that plastic hasn't hasn't gotten dirty don't you know the doing joe anything don't you know it's, it's a scientific still. it's a scientific fact that plastic uh stuff like that body bags stay stay completely yeah, no in the Maggie, sewer system these, it preserves plastic them. was wrapped around these bodies sometime within the last oh yeah x-files two was, weeks to a month uh, Ro- Robert Patrick was also in the X-Files. He took over for David Duchovny for a while when David Duchovny was in his whole weird sort of uh, awkward section. In a nasty, dirty, rat-filled fucking uh, zombie body-filled, flooding, dirty, nasty, gross, sewage-filled <laughs> subway, all that plastic was like fucking pristine white. Like that, I'm sorry. Like I said, the zombies in that in that blood scene looked like shit. And if they were trying to convince us that these that these bodies were here for any period of time, their fucking effects department or whatever, their costumes or whatever, whoever was responsible for their scene, whatever the fuck it was, you failed fucking miserably. So the only alternative is Negan's right, and that's an active fucking masquerade. So Negan basically says that he says, what am I, your DC tour? Uh, because... Why the fuck am I here? I'm leaving. One of the kids, uh, the kid almost gets killed, and they're like, you don't give a fuck about this kid. He's like, I don't give a fuck about the kid. It doesn't matter. And Maggie doesn't give a fuck about this kid. She's been a dictator. She's not listening to anybody. Screw you guys. I'm going home. And he's about to leave, and then Maggie's like, you're not allowed to leave. And then everyone's like, why are you making him stay? And then he goes, she's trying to kill me, and, and he turns to Daryl, and since that it was sort of a throwaway line that you easily could have missed. that He, he says sa- something about Glenn. Or no, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but with Daryl, he says, "Daryl, I thought you were in on it." Like, like it's yeah, earlier, yeah. earlier yeah, in the episode, he made a comment where Daryl, when Daryl said, "I'm not your friend," he said, "Oh, you're in on it," to himself, which I uh, mean that Daryl's in on the plan to kill him. So, so then Negan turns it off. He goes, "Listen, listen, I'm not just gonna sit here. You, you, she's gonna try to kill me sometime on this trip. I'm not just gonna die in the muck and the mud and like a dog, like Glenn did." <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Joe. That the way Jeffrey D. Morgan delivered that line, that's funny, good fucking shit that you don't see on normal show. Like again, that's Jeffrey D. Morgan owning scenes and playing it. I well, he's trying to make it quick. It was him trying to make it quick to catch a bullet instead of getting beat yes. to death or strung up by his neck. He knows he's about to die in this tunnel or on this trip or whatever the fucking case is. Yeah, he's just and trying like to make it said, happen. He just wants it. Like if you're gonna do it, just fucking do it. Let's not play the game. Right. But she d- so he throws that dig out there to get it. To but happen. she doesn't. Instead, she'd rather threaten him. And she gets in his face and says, listen, I think about killing you every day. Answers all of his problems with a bunch of bullshit. And because she just basically but she's like, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're doing that. And she's just filling with a bunch of bullshit to the guys escape away. We find out later that listen to Negan and they just stole some supplies and ran off. Uh, and then she says, keep pushing me and I will fucking kill you. So then we kick back to Princess smiling. She's on to something. She we learn because it's important later that Princess can pay attention to details, and she knows that two of the guards are having sex. <laughs> Isn't that, yeah, right. Like, 
and then uh i'm sorry and then they and then they get and then basically that scene they do and then it's they're in their clothes yeah they they all they all wink and smile you don't have no idea how long it's been no how they got out of the cage all four at the same time no how they got no it's they do they do the star wars how they know their way around it's because they did the Star Wars gag. It was supposed to be a little funny scene, like like when they capture Chewie and they and they go to get Princess Leia and they're like, oh, we're we're, we're bringing them to processing, and it, and it works. And they pull through and they get out. And then Princess spots Kumiko's sister or a picture of Kumiko on a board on a dirty, disgusting board in right. a dark no, no, alleyway. No, no. Okay, <laughs> no, no, it's different in Star Wars because there's. They go on the Millennium Falcon to search the ship. Right. And we see them get am we don't see them get ambushed, but, but we, we got a Wookiee. Yeah, there's a Wookiee there. Right. And we hear it and then they all walk out of the ship. This was different. So you're saying they're George- all in a fucking cage and then snap two of them are in guards uniforms, all because they had a conversation <laughs> about two of them fucking. Yes. Like how did we go from those two on the other side of the cellar fucking to now I'm in their clothes, you're in their clothes, and we're on our way out of the fucking big bad camp of soldiers and Commonwealth whatever. Yeah, with the, with the leader in the red stormtrooper really outfit. fucking thing. stupid. It was really fucking stupid. <laughs> with Eugene executing the perfect plan. Yes, because he's so calm and cool and collect under pressure. <laughs> We've seen Joe. it so many fucking times. Listen, Joe, my area... With, with crazy fucking schizophrenic chick that's been talking to herself in the goddamn uh but joe train cars oh yeah she also has showed nothing but calm cool collective <laughs> not losing her cool not snapping or the guy that's dying of uh that the... aren't there or the guy who's yeah <laughs> dying of cancer who can't even fucking yell at someone without without choking to death they'll all perfectly <laughs> sneak out aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper <laughs> Wookie, oh, but but I know my area code from uh, when I was when, from the time I was 1979, 1978. It was 01907. Aren't you a little bit too much fog to be a? <laughs> Isn't your mullet a little bit too big to be a stormtrooper? Uh, so the is offered to join. Okay, so uh, let's continue here. What do you think of G- Father Gabriel's story? Big Kev says, um, I I like the actor a lot, and he's won me over as a character. But they don't give him enough stuff to do. They they have a handful of actors that do really good performances. Uh, Aaron Gabriel are both or two of them. Terry Gilliam and the guy that plays, and they we mentioned them earlier in the episode before. But instead, they decide to focus on new groups of people and bring other groups in. And instead of like Aaron's been and there, they don't f- focus on them. Yeah, Aaron's been there forever, and every time they give him something, it's awesome. And he, they only give him like two or three things to do a season. Why not give him a full arc? Like, and the, and, and the, the new people they bring in, they don't even bring in and do anything with. Like, for the most part, they just kind of have him standing around. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like the musician guy. He's just always kind of oh, yeah, in the background. I, for, I forgot about doing, that guy. Not doing too much, and then all of a sudden, like, he's capable. Yeah, then right. th- then we need him for a very specific. It reminds me of Lost a little bit, and not like, the good, and, and not the good part of Lost. I like, mean, here's the thing: anybody that's alive at this point, 
there's a reason they're alive. They're good at something to stay alive seven years deep in this shit. <laughs> Sorry, right? did I say Terry? I did say Terry Gilliam. What, what's his? <laughs> it's something. It's something Gilliam. Uh, Seth Gilliam. Seth Gilliam, not Terry Gilliam. I didn't. I didn't know uh, Monty Python. <laughs> Phil, I didn't know Monty Python joined this cast. Okay, so Negan scared off uh, some people with supplies. He's the asshole to make things easier. Suddenly, there's tons of walkers coming, and we get another action scene. There's this one way out. They can. They're, they're popping crowbars everywhere to try to find a way out, but finally they find a train cart that they can climb over as they're trying to take out all these walkers. Uh, Daryl, everyone's piling up. Maggie's looking all tense as she's going to be the last one up. She decides for some reason, even though she's the leader and it would seem like her whole crew would make sure she was the first one up and then like Ninja Guy would make sure he was the last one. Everything that we've learned about Ninja Guy and how protective he is of Maggie, I would think that like again already even though I don't know these characters I think that we've been introduced enough to Maggie's people instead of some other people to know that they're like that they really really protect Maggie so they wouldn't have her be the last one to climb up when the, but whatever we need her you ever, been, you ever been in a subway tunnel walking there's not much, there's not much room between like the top of the subway cars no I don't know how they squeeze I don't know how some of the I don't know how the bigger guy I don't know how Mason was that his name they're standing up on top of the train just fine yeah, I don't know how the bigger guy kind of got through there at all. So suddenly there's a lot of walkers coming. The dog runs off and Daryl runs off in his side plot for the season. And and uh, I'll see you at the next stop. Sure you will, Daryl. We'll see. We'll see you. We'll see you in the second uh-huh. half of the season because you're because you're we have another Norman Reedus on his on the on his own because I don't know if it's Norman Reedus being like I don't want to work with any of these idiots. Like I, like I've I've got my spinoff series. I'll work with her. We'll get a new cast. We'll do a good show. But I don't want to get to know any of these fucks. So write me. In a, write me my own subplot again this season yeah so anyways everyone gets up there negan climbs up negan and maggie share an awkward moment negan climbs up everyone climbs up no problem i just want to point out that everyone gets up this ladder with zero issue very easily one two three then it's yeah. then it's maggie's turn she climbs and this is before someone says a walker grabbed her foot, no. Before the walker, maybe it was poor editing, and I'll point out. No, good, no, you're. I'll point out. Right. I'll point out good editing when there's good editing, and I'll argue with Joe about it. This was bad editing, I think it was. But basically, they they did this flash where they show before they had the walker grab Maggie by the foot, they showed her She's already fingered all, her fingers already not have being able to climb up. So Maggie is the weakest one of the group apparently, and she's the only one that can't climb up all of a sudden, and everybody else in the group could climb up no problem. But anyways. Maggie starts to climb up halfway through her climb. She suddenly gets a cramp and can't climb anymore and stops for a second and sweats. And then uh, then in that moment, a walker grabs her foot, which causes her to. And again, these walkers don't bite anymore. They just grab and pull and don't scratch and doesn't hurt you anymore. So they grab her foot for a bit. She looks scared. Negan pops his head up at that point. She says, Negan, help me or just Negan. And he goes. Nope. And he just Peace. disappears and he pieces and he pieces and she falls and slips the end of the episode. So, right, but of course she ain't going to die. She's going to fight off. You know, it's probably only one zombie or two zombies that were so stupid. Cadigan has an awesome, has a legitimate question for you, Joe. Be honest. How fantastically written was this episode, Joe? Don't hold back. Uh, uh, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Like what happened at Oceanside? They just dropped stuff, Kev. We might yeah, Oceanside disappeared. Yeah, Oceanside. Oh, we it's it reminds me of that part in the Godfather, the second Godfather reference when when Sonny's like, uh what what about uh Polly? Where's Polly? Oh, Polly, you won't hear about him no more. 
<laughs> Paul is gone. Oceanside yeah, he just ran off yeah. into the woods. Yeah, Oceanside. It. We won't hear about him anymore. I mean, he he went he went to go uh, join the witness protection or something. It's like something like that. Like yeah, the Oceanside. Shh. We don't talk. We don't we don't talk about that with outsiders. Okay, so they've got the climbing. They've got the climbing skills of the guy in the original King Kong movie who climbed a tree the size of a building five for five seconds. What did? They just get up there and do it. So that's the end of our episode. The end of our first episode. The first half of our first episode of The Walking Dead. Joe, are you excited for next week? Can you hardly wait to get back into this talking about The Walking Dead some more? Or are you more excited for? Uh... <laughs> I can't. I can hardly wait. You actually. can hardly wait. I can hardly wait forever. <laughs> before we before we finish things off here, uh, yes, in fact, if you're tuning in, waiting for other shows, we will in fact absolutely be back for the final season of the Better Call Saul. I got a message recently about that. Will you guys be talking about the final season of Better Call Saul? Yes, we will be. As of right now, season six is on hiatus for filming. If people didn't hear, Bob Odenkirk had a minor heart attack. He's doing fine, though, at this point in time. Um, perfectly, not, I mean, not perfectly fine. He's recovering from a heart attack. But he's, uh, he had a full recovery. They got into the hospital. He, he had, fortunately for him, and I believe this is uh, someone else said this, he had a heart attack on set. Wait, right, wait. That's where all the fish are. Where are all the fish? Why aren't they fishing? Oh, yeah. That's a good. I, Why I was, haven't they gone to, like, why are we sitting here in Alexandria? But Bob Odenkirk's all right, everybody. And not like lakeside somewhere. Why it's... didn't we find somewhere with where there's fish we can fucking eat? Joe, I was thinking about the similar thing. Why did fish don't seem to be an option in this universe? There, just like there were no zombies prior to, prior to this, uh, you know, outbreak. There were no fish in this. I world. guess the zombies are exist. Zombies are in the water eating the fish, maybe. I mean, come on now. Come on now. They're so good at moving on land. They're great at, at swimming. So we're gonna take a couple. <laughs> we're gonna take a couple questions. Uh, what is it? Eleven fifty-three. We'll be on for like seven more minutes or so. We'll before we'll cut things. We'll take a couple questions about any subjects that you want, television related. If we know, we'll uh, we'll we'll take them in the live chat. <clears throat> because rather than or the Walking Dead stuff, going out with a couple of fucking fishing poles, let's lower ourselves down into a. a a pool full of fucking zombies so, on pulleys stocked through someplace that we've never been before to find rations we're not sure really fucking exist. And what kind of rations were those? The bags of potato chips or something? Meals ready to eat. MREs. They're military Oh, they're military-grade rations. But, okay. like, they went right to them through the right locked doors, right down the like the first left, the first right up to, like, the crates. How the fuck did they? And you know, did one person go down there and and check it out? Did they have a scout checking this out ahead of time? I don't well, know. Well, the door was locked. They had to pick the lock. <laughs> no one checked the door, Joe. Uh, that's where they all the fish are. Joe, Joe looks dead. I am worried. Tired dead. Are you more excited for Westworld season four? I can't say that with a straight face. After Westworld season three, I am dubious at best. More excited to watch paint dry. Says Iron Throne. Ellie says Ellie. Great right, to see you. Because season one of that show sucked. Why would you expect season two? Don't or don't three get into your answer. Any fucking better. I don't want to hear your Anthony Hopkins hate here. There was never any Anthony Hopkins hate. Okay. There was, there was, I just don't want to watch Anthony Hopkins do Anthony Hopkins again. Fair. And yet 
another role. Fair. We'll, we'll save this for a Silence of the Lambs rewatch when we move into the new place. Ellie, it doesn't make sense that no one challenges Maggie's decisions other than Negan. She's been gone seven years and now she's the boss. But they voted on it. But that's true. And Negan points that out later in the episode if you haven't right. got that point. And why is, Why is no one questioning her until Negan brings it up? This, this little group voted on it who consists of Maggie, Daryl, and then four of Maggie's friends from outside. Right. Let's vote on it. Maggie's in charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that scene in Oz where they're like, they're like oh, if, if we just... Like who's running against her? Yeah, if we just stick together, no one's going to vote. Uh, thoughts on the Marvel Disney Plus Marvel shows? Um, They're all right, but I'm still salty about... Because I feel like Daredevil had one more great season in it, and Jessica Jones probably had one more good season in it too, and they had one more good defender season if they killed off the iron fist there and just had like a team up with uh with matt and jessica and you had luke show up and you just didn't talk about danny i think for me daredevil at its best in the first and the third season and parts of season two especially the the uh the, the punisher stuff and the punisher series have been infinitely better than any of the disney plus marvel series and i generally liked wandavision uh, all the way through, and I've liked parts of Loki, and I've liked parts of Cap and Winter Soldier, but I think all of those shows leave me wanting a little bit, where Daredevil at its best, and all those series at its best, Luke at its best, uh, the other one, the one we're not going to mention, we won't talk about, but those four other series, with uh, with uh, Punisher included, all at their best gave me television experiences that I don't get anywhere else. And it's a shame that those universes are over because, because season three of Daredevil was fucking amazing and it left it open for some cool stuff. It's a fucking shame that we won't see Vincent D'Onofrio playing that character again. Even if they cast D'Onofrio and Cox in the Marvel universe playing Kingpin and Daredevil, they won't be the same characters. It'll be Disneyified and it'll be in the same way that I'm fearful of the new Deadpool movie under the Disney reigns. And will they go, will they go as far as it needs to go to, to deliver the same experience you got in the first two movies? And will, will they, if they do, will they do daredevil right? If they bring daredevil and D'Onofrio into like a Spider-Man movie or something, or will they just be glorified cameos that fucking suck? And that's, and that's kind of what I'm worried about. I think Disney's going to fucking kill it. So, so I, it pisses me off that Marvel didn't let that Netflix didn't keep that up, and that's Netflix's problem as much as it's Marvel's problem because Netflix decided to shed all yeah, properties that weren't theirs, so they didn't want to keep up the money for it. So it's not just on Disney that Disney taking that back. Marvel could have fought and kept making series to keep that ownership of that. I mean, they were just Netflix, gonna, they were, Disney would have just kept raising the price on Netflix. Exactly. So I mean, it, it had and, to happen. And Netflix saw that. But the better it does, the, the like every season that they have to. But in fairness, Wandavision was all, all right. Loki was yeah. all right, and yeah. Cap and Winter Soldier was all right. Yeah. I but I mean uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, but <clears throat> Disney kills it all. Disney kills it all. Listen, the 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 Scarlett Johansson movie. The bad guy has a cla- castle in the fucking clouds. Come on, done. 
You fucking Disney. So let's 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 read a couple more comments. Uh, Black Summer Two was better than this season premiere. Says I will. Uh, we got two more messages from Jay. We will play at the end here. Uh, Tracy also asked why didn't they just take stories from the Telltale game? That would have been fucking good. I wouldn't mind seeing some of those stories, and maybe we'll see stories game like that in the anthology series that's coming for The Walking Dead. I have a feeling if we're going to see other great Walking Dead stories, it's going to be in that anthology series because you're not going to be strapped to season long arcs you could do a 15 minute walking dead story and have it be good i want it to be like tales from the crypt walking dead and i think i think that has the potential to be good because then you can world war z should have been pretty much uh do you really want to question maggie uh mres which tastes like crap and back up your system says lizard after Westworld season two, I abandoned it. Says Ian. Uh, Katakin, I completely forgot the Walking Dead was on. I'll catch a replay tomorrow. Glad you two lovely guys are back. I'm excited to see how Joe slowly loses his san- sanity from the rest of this. Have you and Joe ever watched Buffy? Please do a stream. I did a stream about Buffy a long time ago. It exists on the channel. Joe, absolutely, I can speak for Joe. He absolutely loves Buffy, and I think he loves Angel even more as a series. I, if if I'm correct. Uh, yep. And it's not that you don't love Buffy. It's just Angel's one of your favorite. Uh, okay, yeah. Angel's Angel. one of your two or three favorite series of all time with Bab Five, right? It's it's like mm. in the, it's in mm. that conversation. Is no, no, not even close. <laughs> wow, what? I th- I always thought Angel was one of your favorite series of all time. No, not even close. I barely. I've bar- I I've seen about seventy percent of both Buffy and seventy percent of Angel, and I've watched the original movie. back in the back in the day used to sell me on angel a lot it was good it's good but i guess that's before other tv came out like like when angel when angel was on and what it is like you gotta understand like it's like i loved fucking hercules and xena yeah but like those are horrible you were were big on the hercules you were big on charmed you were big on uh on uh, all the all those shows where you were here but but my what my point was and why I'm comparing it to Bad Five at the time, it included with the sci-fi stuff. That's the only time you got long-form storytelling. Was was stuff like Bad Five, stuff like Hercules, stuff like Charmed, stuff stuff like Angel and Buffy. Like they were the precursors to the era of TV we're in now, and they weren't as good. Quantum Leap as well, I'd throw in there too. But they were, uh, but they were still the best. Well, that was still just very episodic. It was the best that we had, but they, they also had ongoing storylines. They, they well, were... the ongoing storyline was get me home too bad. Get me home too bad. That's like Voyager, the ongoing storyline. We're on our way home, but it's still just, and then they, and then they just, it's and then they whatever. just figure it out in the last episode. Right, uh, you know? I completely forgot. Uh, wait all these times, uh, Twinkies or the Walking Dead zombies, which last longer? Twinkies. Always the Twinkies. Disney is not all that edgy. They're wonky. I'm excited for Shang-Chi, but I know I'm in the minority. I want a good martial art adaptation. No, I, I think I think something like that Disney could do really well because they could do really great choreographed, fun action type stuff. What, it, when Disney needs to do Disney, Disney does well. It's just when Disney gets their hands on properties that they shouldn't Disney. You get into major trouble. And, ha, 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 when you get the mouse going on there in proper, we're talking about Deadpool, like, ha, 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 we gotta, we gotta get Deadpool movie ha, ha, on Disney Plus. Like, no, stop. And I know they wanna release a lot of that stuff in the Hula and they're gonna like get this, the touch tone version, touch, 
Touchstone Pictures back in the day was Disney Disney's parent company that they could release dirty movies on, but it, they still weren't crazy dirty. You got stuff like Twins or something, I believe was Touchstone, like stuff that was a little racy but still a little cheesy too. But anyways, let's. Uh, we got Sir Lt Giles. We waited all this time. We got Trash. I hope the rest of the season steps up their game. Joe, do you think Lt's right? Do, do they have a chance to step up the game here? Oh. The Walking Dead. No, dude. They packed up their fucking bags and went home. Like they, they left the building a long time ago. A long time ago. So, uh, so here we go. We got a couple of messages from Jay before we start to wrap things up here. Let's listen to Jay's two messages and see where we at. See what see what our good buddy SM Down has to say. Hey, um, if two people are fucking. Um, I'm assuming that the show is telling you they disrobed to do that, and that those two people were then naked, and that these two and these another two people grabbed their clothes while they were fucking, and like stole them, and maybe knocked them out while they were fucking, or they fucked so good they, you know, fucked each other unconscious or something. They get out of the cage. And they're just still in the cage after, like, you know, post-coitus bliss or something. Um, I don't get what's so hard to understand about that. Joe, All right, later. he doesn't get what's so hard to understand about that. What if they were fucking? Like, did the guards go in the cage to fuck, or did they say, "Hey guys, we're gonna go fuck"? Do you want to come watch? Maybe Princess convinced them that she's a voyeur and she wanted did, to watch them princess, fuck. Say, when you guys go fuck, what room do you use, and how do we get there from here? Thanks. I don't see what's so confusing about how the fuck that went down. Like. Uh, okay, okay. You know what? Ah, it makes sense now. I see it all. You're right. Now, um... The look Katie's giving me. Phil and Joe are going to live forever in human rights. Star Trek Lower Decks, any good or ain't easy being cheesy? It's a little cheesy at times, but I, I liked it. Compared to the other crap that Kurtzman's done on Star Trek, I like Lower Decks a little bit better. It's be I enjoy it better than Discovery. And it's, it's especially, I don't know... It's, it, the guy who does the voice on it, uh, the main character voice, is this is Huey from uh, from uh, the Boys, as uh, uh, Meg Ryan and uh, what's his name's kid, uh, and and I don't know, it's all right. I think I think it actually tend. It seems like the people making Lower Decks like Star Trek more than the oh, people I making love Lower Decks. That's what I'm saying. Like I I think I think Lower Decks is all in all a better it's it's the, it's it's the best, best of the best three star trek fucking yeah. show besides the orville I think almost I, I i yes i think almost ever i don't know about be, i don't know about ever it might be the best but it's it, okay it's only one season okay so okay so. okay hyper the purbly there okay okay mr hyperperbly after one season of like a cartoon <laughs> but but it is i believe it's made by one of the two creators of rick and morty um, so it has that pedigree to it. It's so, fucking good. It's so good. So I'm not saying if you like Rick Morty, Rick and Morty, you're gonna like this. But the, there's some of the similar animation style and like some of the over the top humor isn't dissimilar to the two it's, two it's shows. So much more than Star Trek, and it's still Star Trek. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I love all the crossovers. Oh, I love yeah. I love Q shows up, Riker shows up. It's set up in a good way for a lot of good cameos. The people making it seem like they love Star Trek in the way that. Like the people making the Orville seem like they love Star Trek, so a similar sort of love to it, or Futurama vibe. No, it's not like Futurama exactly, but I mean, these people that make Futurama obviously love sci-fi. 
the people that are making this obviously love Star Trek. I'm glad we both liked that show, Joe, because I, I actually really liked it too. That show is fucking awesome. It's great. I, think I actually ended up watching it uh, just before you and told you to like you needed to watch it. I don't remember though. Yeah. And so it's fucking I I like that that opening scene where oh check out what I got this bat lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got one more message from Jay and a couple more chats to get to, and then we'll call this an evening. And thank you so much for anyone that comes and checks this out before, after, or while we're going live. Had a little bit of break, had my computer failure, and then uh, was gonna pop up, and then I noticed that the Walking Dead was coming back, so I figured we just start things back off right with our weekly Walking Dead stuff. As I mentioned, Joe will be and I will be on here every week talking about this show. We've got a lot of other new shows coming up to talk about over this course of the fall and the next year. Uh, we'll announce them all coming up as they come up. But Joe and I have a bunch more shows we're going to be talking about soon. And uh, Matt and I will be back with some more Soprano stuff as well when Matt gets on the mend. Excuse me. And I'm, I mentioned this earlier. I'm moving a lot closer to Joe. So you might see some live in person after Walking Dead podcast so we can get drunk in the same room and experiment and see how that works. See if we can do this in the same room. It's been, it's been a long time. I, I think uh-huh. it's been a long time since we did that. But uh, here we go. Let's listen to another one of Jay's messages. So you can't have um, a se- um, another good defender season if you didn't have a first good defender season. The team up show with all the. With all the superheroes in that universe, which is supposed to be the awesome show, was blocked. So if they had a, a, a good second season, it would have been the only good season they had. Good point. And I, Jessica I Jones killed off all the good in its show when they killed off Kilgrave in the first season. Fair. All right, later. Now, uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. I absolutely agree with you about the Defenders, but as in, far as killing off Kilgrave, you're probably right in but, that. But they still needed to they, do it. They, they, they ruined, you know, they got rid of their best villain. bad guy, yeah. villain, right? But they needed to do it. They couldn't follow that same trope. They couldn't do what heroes did with Silas. Exactly. Right? Exa- like, like, you can't just you bring him back after that finale episode or you write it so that you're going to extend his arc throughout many seasons. It gets moonlighting. It gets very yeah, no, it, Will it, they, it, won't they? Like It does. It's and been done. It sucks. Move, it sucks moving forward for the show, but it made the season better killing him in that it moment. It made the season great and it did suck for the, you're right. It sucks for the show going forward. Yeah. But that's where it puts it on your fucking writers. That's where you have to have actual good writers who aren't just trying to rehash the same old tropes that don't know how to write an original fucking content. And where I think Jessica Jones dropped it was more, I didn't like the casting of the mother. And I think I think that was on the actress. Uh, but into your first point there, though, about Defenders, the problem with the Defenders, because I agree with you, it was blah, because... They ended up banking the Defenders on the fact that the first three series were a success, so they were sure that the fourth one was going to be a success. And it was basically more, uh, excuse me, Iron Fist Season 2 than it was the Defenders. Yes. There was a little bit of continuation to the uh, Matt story, too. And Jessica and Luke had a little bit of forward progress, but not really. But they didn't ba- do a good job. But basically, else. it was so much about iron fist and that was the worst of the series that it was like a double blah if it was like a daredevil centric story with 
with um with Iron Fist just being a sub background character, I think it would have been better. As much as I love Sigourney Weaver, I think her presence kind of took something away from it too. I don't think she was a a captivating enough villain in that role. I don't know. I, I think part of it was her costuming. I know that's going to sound weird, but the way they like framed her in the costuming made her look very unintimidating. I don't. She felt I felt like she was always posing to me. She was always yeah. try, like every shot, every scene she was in. It felt like she was very stiff in trying to pose for the camera and not act for the camera. Yeah, more like she was uncomfortable on set or something. Like, because I've seen Sigourney Weaver in so many things where she, you can tell when she's feeling really comfortable and she has this like this ease about quest. it. Star Quest. Yeah, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah, oh, my God. Or any of the Ghostbusters movies or yeah. any of the Aliens movies that she's in, even the bad ones. I think she just has this, like, casual or working girl or almost everything she's in where she has this, like, comfortability on camera that she didn't have on the Defenders. She had, To your point, maybe they were playing – maybe she was playing too much that she was supposed to be a hundred year, hundreds of years old, so they had – so she moved slowly or something. But there was a stiffness to her the whole time considering these were immortal hand operatives that were yeah. supposed to be martial arts experts. sucked, period. It Move did. on. It did no, and and on, and on that note, on things that suck, we're gonna we're gonna sorry. no, that's okay. But on that note, we're gonna end things off here. I think we're all in agreement. The defenders suck. The defenders suck for many reasons. It was bad, and and Loris was the main reason. And I'm going to hold out hope for the second half of this episode that next week you and I come back here and we go everything that they set up in that first half paid dividends in the second half Joe. I hopefully next week you and I are back talking about this episode. What did they set up? They didn't set up anything. <laughs> no, they set up some they set up some tension with how does Negan explain what happened to Maggie? She fell off the fucking back of the train. <laughs> you think you're you're going to buy that? You're in the group, Negan comes back and starts talking that smack after Na Maggie just threatened to kill him. Right. What are you going to think? Right. Okay, yeah. I kicked her in the fucking chin and it kicked her off the train. Okay, you know what Negan should do? <laughs> Negan should just walk back. She was behind me a second ago and now she's not. But fuck. All right, there's that. Or there's, or there's. you know what? I saw her trying to climb up. Here she is. Now she's gone. she was gone. having trouble. But I figured, you know, all you motherfuckers are watching me have trouble struggling with one and didn't do shit. So I didn't think we had to do shit anymore for each other. You know? Seeing as how I was doing shit for one of us when y'all decided to watch me just get fucking almost eaten. So I decided to let her get eaten. That's all. I, I like decided, it. I like it. it. Just like you guys did. That's that's fair, right? Good for the goose. Good for the douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your summary, Joe. And on that note, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week for this episode. For the first recap back, as I mentioned, we'll be back the next couple of weeks. The uh, 26th. Uh, September 26th is the one Sunday from this half of the season we may miss and we may do the 27th or do a double bill the following week because it's the day I'm moving and moving into the new studio. A lot of it's going to depend on internet and all that sort of shit too. So Joe and I will see where we're at on that day, but the next couple of weeks we will be back. I'll also try to sneak in one or two more podcasts. This week's going to be a little difficult because I still have the beast, the giant dog that's eyeballing me from my corner side butthole right now, needing to go out and not enjoying... It, it stopped ringing. It might, may just be like pissing on my bed right now. Who knows? Yeah. We will figure that out. I think the bell was shut the fuck up. Uh, it's a weird dog in the way that it doesn't want to go to bed without me in the bedroom too. So it will uh, 
it will like come and like bark at me and tell me to come in. Like I fell asleep on the couch last night and it gets in my face and it just barked in my face to wake me up to bring me into the bedroom. It's crazy. So if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the channel with a friend, help us go back in the up direction and start building our subscriber base and build the followers to help follow us and talk more about this season of The Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, and all these new shows that are coming in 2022 uh, and the beginning of 2021. We got a lot of awesome shows coming with the Walk, the Game of Thrones prequel series series that I'm excited to see. We got the uh, the Lord of the Rings series I'm excited to see. We got the new season of The Boys, Invincible, all those shows. New season of Cobra Kai coming soon, too, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, the final season of Ozark starting out that we're going to be talking about. So lots of fun shit coming here on the channel. Everyone, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Love you guys. Bye.